<laughs> I was in the temple and like I was I was choosing which what was the cup of Christ and then I saw a cup of pepperoni <laughs> a pepperoni chalice and that's the one I picked and I turned out like this so you can you just have, FYI oh was the fucking uh, knight templar like you have chosen predictably yeah, like, you just he's like, at you and you're like yeah. yeah he's gonna choose the pepperoni cup guys let me just tell you you he's have like, chosen my lunch <laughs> asshole <laughs> that actually took five years off of your life oh man i could eat it because i'm a ghost but you're the man good luck you're going. You're cursed to spend half of your life on the toilet. Oh. <laughs> That's when you're like, news to you, buddy. I already spent half of my life on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, so I did choose the right cup. Yes. yes. Oh God, the heartburn. It's so good. Oh, it was worth it. It was worth it. Okay, later, old guy. How yeah. did you get in here? <laughs> if I do the, I do the, the like my face goes through the same sort of like rapid aging as that the Nazi dude from the movie, but except it just stays like how it is now. It gets to, like forty year old years old. And I'm just like what? Well, I knew this was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my pepperoni chalice and leave <laughs> later. Uh, <laughs> does I mean I have to still wait here? I have so many questions. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> this is so disappointing. God, I thought it, if any cup was taken, but he stole my lunch and then and he just took off. Just and he kind of aged, but not like really aged, but like just poorly took care of himself aged. He and, looks like really unhealthy. I don't understand. Yeah, like, come back. I'll show you the cup. <laughs> I'll give you the cup to take care you of you. Need, what, what, you need one. You just take a sip, for God's sakes. You need help. It's You got weird bags under your eyes. And I know I've been here for 800 years. Come in, come in, come in. <laughs> Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah. You should know we love hip-hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. I ain't no doubt we gotcha. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. In 1998, the Marvel Cinematic Universe was born. Sort of. The movie that started it all, Blade, starring Wesley Snipes as Blade, the Daywalker, a half-man, half-vampire, who has declared that it is open season on Deacon Frost and all other suckheads. This movie is also starring Stephen Dorff as Deacon Frost in his first MCU role. Donald Logue as Quinn, Nabushi Wright as Karen, and Chris Christopherson, one quarter of the greatest outlaw country supergroup ever assembled, the Highwaymen, as Whistler. Written by David S. Goyer and directed by Stephen Norrington, I am Johnny Walker, familiar vampire wannabe, and as always, I am joined by Four Whistler, who is one eighteenth of the K-pop supergroup Frost Little Errand Boys. <laughs> How you doing, Forrest? Doing great, yeah. <laughs> 
so it's uh so it's pronounced blade i always blade. thought it was pronounced blade you know like sade because it's yeah. got the sweetest fight scene <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of this episode. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I want to say... Yeah, it's not Blade because it doesn't have a umlaut and an accent. Okay, okay. Um, I always get those uh, mixed yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's fair. It's fair, but close. Close. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we, we are finally doing it. Yeah. You think this one would be sooner? Now that we finally got to it, and like considering your affection for this movie, it's amazing we didn't do it sooner. But so you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta uh, take some of your silver bullets, <laughs> and uh, you know, you can't use them all at once. You mean my nine millimeter silver bullets filled with garlic? That doesn't sound like it would work. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, well, you know, they take a little bit from the uh, the, the the werewolf stuff for this movie, you know. Um, well, no, sil- silver does work on vampires. It is part of their, uh, it's part of the thing that hurts them. So, oh, is, so it is that a, is that, was that in Dracula? Was that a Bram Stoker sort of, because he I kind know, of fuck, fuck made the modern uh, vampire guy. myth. Nah, sure. That's great. Yeah, fuck that guy. You don't know what he's talking about. Sure. Yeah. You know. I mean, I guess I don't remember. It, uh, Dracula is one of those books that, like, you know, school tried to get me to read, so I was vehemently against it. I was like, I will never read a book by force. Only what I choose. And so I didn't get a lot of good grades because <laughs> I refused to read nine tenths of the books that would come to me. And I'd be like, you, you really need to read Little Women. I could, and then you know, I just wouldn't. Uh, Would you so get Dracula, the uh, the Cliff Notes? I only did the Cliff Notes for one book, and I think it was uh, something about the governess. So I don't know if it was called the governess or something, but I tried to read it because I I liked the teacher a lot. So I said, okay, I'll put some effort. And I cracked it open. I was like, oh no, I don't think I can do this. It, <laughs> But you I know. said I would, and so off to the little yellow Look. books with like caution tape, look like looking like caution tape. Yeah, it it it's weird. It felt like that was the sweetest taboo <laughs> of like going, <laughs> sure. in, you know, like because I remember there just literally being almost a shop that was just nothing but cliff notes. You know, like they they might have had some books in the back, but like the front was just loaded with these caution manuals of just like, oh, Alice in Wonderland, okay. And and Alice in Wonderland, anyone can read that book. That's like ninety eight pages. You, it it should be pretty easy. But like, you know, some of the books they try to just make you read, I'd go, "Mm, nah, that's a no for me, dog. I'm not reading that one. Um, and Dracula was one I just was like, I don't like vampires already. I've seen the movie with Keanu Reeves. I'm good. <laughs> Going to Budapest. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Gary Oldman over there. <laughs> Mina. 
Yeah. I'm from London, England. <laughs> you can tell by my perfect accent. <laughs> How are you doing, Wyona? I mean, my wife? <laughs> my lady love, Mina. Why are you so into Gary Oldman and his butt haircut and his weird John Lennon post Beatles look? <laughs> really good. He did kind of have that look. He's like, <laughs> oh man, uh, there's so much about that movie, which we're not talking about today, but that Dracula movie that is so weird. The The costumes especially are so inventive and strange. Remember his like plastic armor from the first oh, part? Yeah, the, the, the fucking like red siding. Yep, he's just that. like, whip it, whip it good. <laughs> like a Devo armor. Yeah, it's all like. Ribbed for no one's pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Not the audience, that's for sure. And it, you know, like, as a kid, I remember seeing that going like, well, that's pretty, that's pretty metal. But then, like, as an adult who's developed, I guess, some taste, I'd see it now and go like, ooh, no, no. That's why I was really weirded out when they brought that back for The Last Jedi. Like, (laughs) the, the, (laughs) the, uh, the lines in it. Yeah, like those little, it just, mm-mm. Nah, yeah, like, well, those guys are a little, they're a little better, even though they do have plastic armor. But I guess plastic armor is sort of, that's more of a Star Wars thing. I accept it in Star Wars. When you're talking about, like, ancient Romanian armies, then I'm like, ooh, mm, really? Metal, right? Sounds like plastic when he moves, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys could put a couple, like, just clinks and clinks in there, make me believe it. Nope. We, That's we, right. ran of, we ran out of money. Why? The the sex scenes in the, the graveyard. Oh, we had to put no. all the money in those. <laughs> I remember seeing that as a kid and being like, oh, cool, vampires. And then like there's a there's a part where basically a half-transformed wolf man is having sex with uh, Nicole Kidman in the graveyard. And you're just like, what? What? Ah! <laughs> I can't. I can't follow this plot at all. This can't be a formative thing for me. Ah! <laughs> but, but see, movie's way better than I'm sure than the book. Yeah, so, I because yeah. I read the book too as a kid. You know, surprising nobody, and especially when this movie came out, 1998. That was prime. Forrest wishes he was a vampire time. So. Like I, I, yeah. I, I read the book Dracula. I saw the movie. The book is very hard to read. I'm just gonna. I, I'm not smart or cultured, mm, so yeah. surprises nobody that not I me. was very bored <laughs> reading that book. But I did finish it. So yeah, you know, there you hey, go. That's something. Got me beat. Got me beat. Kinda. I, <laughs> I mean, I think well, you may win in the long run, not having read it at all. Well, you know, it's not like I lost a year of my life trying to read it. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely yeah. it was a challenge, definitely. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I've been there. So, some sometimes those old timey books are like, mm, mm, I, don't know <laughs> were, I don't know what you were drinking, smoking, or shooting up, Bram. But uh, this isn't for me. The parts uh, there are parts of it that are very good, like the sea captain's log when they're like examining the ship that just kind of runs ashore with all hands dead. 
on it when uh, Dracula is, is, you know, uh, using a ship to get over to... Yep. <laughs> Those parts are good. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> Oh, voyage travel in a book is the good part. Like, yeah, the the boat has went asunder and it had a musty smell inside. Well, and it's just like coffin. the the captain is just like, oh, people keep disappearing. This is weird. And then he's he's like, at the end, he's just like, ah, I'm crazy. That that was it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I did I'm not good. do it justice, or maybe I did it more than justice. The only way there's only one way to find out. Kids out there, read a book. The read a book. Oh, hold on, I got you. I got you covered. I do that uh, one more time. <laughs> read a book. <laughs> That's right. So let's talk about something that I like versus something yep. I don't like. <laughs> let's talk about fun vampire business, and I think. That uh, Blade is one of about one of the most fun uh, vampire things that you can that you can watch. I think easily, yeah, easily. This is this is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's right. Yeah, I said it. That, I and, think that's. I mean, it it because I think the movie itself holds up largely, uh, aside from some of the effects, which are woohoo, blade. Oh, there's this one part I gotta. I've never noticed um, until today. Oh, goody! Uh, when I watch it, that I gotta be like, did you ever notice this and realize this was going on on the screen? Because it <laughs> weirded me the fuck about of it. it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, first of all, uh, spoiler, spoilers. <laughs> I mean, the movie is like almost uh, twenty. Hold on. Dun, dun, dun. Here comes math. There is math going. It's like almost twenty-two years old. Oh yeah. But uh, I'm gonna still throw out a spoiler. If you haven't seen it, go watch that shit. It's on HBO Max. If yeah. If you don't have HBO Max, sign up for the free seven days or something and watch you some Blade. And just this. <laughs> Just watch this. Skip right over that Justice League. You don't need to watch Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, none none of those. Uh, Maybe stay and watch uh, The Suicide Squad. But yes, feel free to just uh, be like, ha-ha, my credit card was a lie, HBO. Later, after you've seen (laughs) this magnum opus of a a Wesley Snipe film. Uh, A a vehicle, if you will, that... um, Turned into a, 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 a massive crash later on, but we don't talk about those. <laughs> well, maybe we will. But anyway, spoilers, spoilers. And for those, we're probably just going to kind of jump around and talk about what we like, what we didn't like. This won't be like a full recap. If you ever want to hear a recap, um, maybe yeah, I'll write do us. It. Yeah, because we're never going to do it. <laughs> yeah. As far as we could tell, we're never going to do a recap again. So, <laughs> yeah, not, just, not like I'm that. I'm not on this show. Yeah, definitely not on this show. Maybe, um, but, um, yeah, no. But, like, if if people think maybe if we really did, like, uh, like uh, commentary tracks that you could play along while watching the film, and then, you know, we can actually sit and watch it and just talk bullshit. Uh, sure, That yeah. might be fun. But that'd be about it. So we're just going to kind of jump around. Um, because, much like, uh, you know, House of Pain, we jump around. <laughs> sure. Sorry, I'm contractually obligated to get one House of Pain 
a reference in a year. I did it. Okay. I feel Ooh. like we didn't do it the first year. Well, that's why I, I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do it twice. Yeah. So, All right. You know. All right, Zelda. Stop <laughs> stop commenting on our House of Pain references. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Blade. Um, did you see it in the theaters? Oh, yeah. Yep. Like I said, this was prime. I was 17 years old when this came out. And. It was prime forest is a goth time. So anything that had anything remotely doing, having having to do with vampires, I was into it. And I think beyond that, I just love this type of story. I love the type of story where the hero is like part bad guy. And he uses that, uses sort of the blessing and the curse of being part of the, the monster in which they hunt. To hunt the monster is like one of my favorite premises. So this just is what like ticked all the bo- boxes. I was like sort of tangentially aware of Blade in the comics, but I had never really checked out any of them. And uh, but it was like for seventeen-year-old Forrest, this movie may may as well have been made at me. <laughs> like David S. Goyer writing like hmm. There's going to be a 17-year-old goth boy who's going to really enjoy this. <laughs> yep. And it's going to have Stephen Dorff in it. <laughs> <laughs> Who looks uh, like a 17-year-old goth boy in this movie. He, do- he does. He does. That's before the whole vaping thing, I guess. Uh, mm, yeah. His, tell Someone tell that to his front two teeth. Ooh, shots fired, <laughs> shots fired. That's I'm just saying he looked movies. like he smoked, so that's all I'm saying, Steven Dorf. Oh, yeah, Anything yeah. beyond that, you can, you know, you, you, you take that for what it is. Yeah, what, the overall... What you will. The overall blue filter of this film did not do some people's grills uh, any favors. No, the color correction is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's very Eiffel, what, 65 or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, wow, that's another old reference. I'm on fire. Let's just call it the <laughs> Americano I've been sipping over here. I'm on fire. Yeah, just like Quinn. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Donald Logue. Love uh, you in this movie. Oh, he's one of the best. He is one of the best. Uh, even You might even say simply the best. <laughs> but not better than all the rest, but he's, no. he's pretty good. Wow, man, I am on fire. This <laughs> These synapses are going. Uh, I will ask myself the question: Did I see Blade in theaters? Yes, <laughs> Sorry, that was, I thought that was implied. Please tell me. It's really more. I mean, because you always have like a, such a good memory about these uh, things. I'm just like I saw it there somewhere. Um, but uh, you tell me what, what what was the first time you saw this movie? I, I did see it in theaters. I think it was at the. Uh, 1000 Van Ness just had opened. Ooh, that's so cool. Had all the different uh, levels. Yeah, and I, I stopped and working. And a crunch the, fitness. Yeah, because, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go eat some hot dogs, get some popcorn, uh, extra large Diet Coke, and then I'm going <laughs> to go work out in yeah. the lobby where everyone can kind of see me. Is this cool? Am I crunching my abs? Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I stopped working at the theater earlier that year, but they were like, hey, John, you might have to go work at the 1000 Van Ness. I was like, no, I'm good. Um, But fortunately, I left beforehand, but that's where I saw it. 
12 times. 12 times? Yes, that... I saw... I, the first time I saw it, I loved it. And then it, it was one of those things very much like, and I talked about it with The Matrix, I think, briefly, where it was just like people, everyone wanted to come see the movie with me, so I'd go, okay, I'll go see it. So a few of those were just like, you know, yeah, I'll go with you, go see it. You've seen it already? Yeah, but I loved it, it'll be great. And then watch it and then watch it again and then after a while i'd just be like i'm bored i've got nothing better to do i'm gonna go watch blade so it was like one of the few movies i'd actually go watch by myself wow um, i would normally make like theaters a john plus friends affair but uh in this instance i love this movie so much i was like yeah i'm just gonna sit down and watch it and like the minute it came out on vhs i owned it the minute it came out on dvd i bought it you know like Every iteration, the minute it was like on cable where I could watch it on like HBO or Showtime or whatever, I would watch it like without fail. Um, just completely enamored with this take on Blade because I was familiar with him from like Marvel Comics where he wasn't a vampire originally or half vampire, or half, uh, you know, half human. But in this instance, I love that addition. And very much to the point that you made, where it was just like, yeah, he was half vampire. You might even say he felt guilty about that. So what did he make it his mission? The hunt down vampires. And I'm all for that shit, because I can't stand vampires. I don't <laughs> like them. <laughs> so you're like, take them out, Blade. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was literally doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah, more ways than one. I could not, like everyone's love affair with vampires you know like from like interview with a vampire to all those movies like oh vampires so sexy and romantic and like no it's fucking gross they bite your necks they bleed you out how could you like this and it never appealed to me in that way but the idea of hunting vampires i was like i'm for it yeah i've always been kind of enamored with this so then when blade came out it was like and it has, you know, it had great fighting. It's funny. At the time, the effects were, yeah, I think. <laughs> for the most part. For the most I part, mean, pretty good. But, like, there are things that didn't hold up then and definitely don't hold up now. Yeah, it's uh, weird, right? Because they, for most of the movie, they use practical effects. And those are really good for the most part. And uh, the few times they use CG, it didn't work then. I mean, the ashing worked a lot better than, than it does now. But especially the stuff at the end. It worked way better then. Or I should say, it didn't work then. And it doesn't work now. I mean, it works way less now. But even back then, it sucked. So it's, it's funny how it's like, yeah, that part hasn't aged well. But the thing is, even when it was new, it, wasn't, it hadn't aged well. Yeah, I mean, like, if we were to, to compare them against Spawn's CG versus this CG, Blade CG wins hands down. But yes. that's not saying much. It's only because they use less of it. It's, like, just as bad, but they don't use it as much. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that's fair. It's not like whole scenes are built with uh, CG in mind. It's, it's, it's in parts, you know. <laughs> the <laughs> stupid Mal Bulger scene. I don't want to talk about it again, but I fucking hate that part. <laughs> ah, shivers, you know, but we do <laughs> we do get some Mal like moments. Uh, the fucking Lamagra thing always gets me all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love how, like, they, 
they were like, oh, shit, well, we don't really have the money to give Steven Dorff any other thing but red eyes, and that'll just mean he's Lamagra when he's got the red eyes, and that's going to be it. Yeah, that's good, right? Yeah, yep. well, no one knows what a Lamagra is. Yep. Fair. <laughs> Not even any of the vampires in this movie. They I should... They Where's... should all know. That's the, that's yeah, the crazy yeah. thing, because they, they don't, like... I almost wish there was... Like, I'm sure there, maybe there is, but I wish there was, like, more supplementary material around this movie, because I want, there's so, I have so many questions, like, about the whole dynamic between the, the, um, natural born or, you know, pure blood vampires and, you know, the, what they see as the, you know, half blood, um, uh, their thrall, the, you know, the people they infect, because, Mm -hmm. like, the fact that, like there's a scene in the movie literally where that you know f- that famous uh that guy uh Udo or Udo Kier yeah Dragonetti uh, as Dragonetti comes into that room where Deacon Frost is like listening to some really terrible techno and uh <laughs> and, and translating the the bible the vampire bible Mm-hmm. And uh, and Dragonetti's like, you'll never translate it. And it's just like, yeah, it's it's happening right on the screen. There's like literally a window with text where it's like, Lamagra will uh, uh, be summoned by the you know the blood of the twelve. <laughs> it says it right there. He's doing it, man. I mean, it looks like you set up all of this infrastructure before maybe Frost got in there. You know, you had servers, you had Pearl, like. Yeah, a lot of resources. And also, how fucking old are you? Like, could you be old enough, maybe, where you would have been around when, like, that book was pretty fresh? Somebody has to be. You know, Blade's recently new. And they seem like the vampires have been living high on the hog. when, And they're like, no one knows what that means. And it's like, what? How? (laughs) What? Well, that whole scene always cracks me up because he comes in there he's, and, you know, he's just talking to him like he's like his kid, you know, like Dragon A is just talking to like Deacon Frost like he's his kid. He's like, damn it, Frost, I'm talking to you. Yeah. And his <laughs> eyes are like bugging out and he's just like all incensed. But then he just like, you'll never translate it. Goodbye. <laughs> just walks out after he slaps him. I'm like, what is what is this interaction? You should know what the book is. You should know that he's translating the book. What yeah, is they, this relationship? they never do a good job of establishing why Deacon Frost is so untouchable by the Vampire Council. Like, they... I feel like that could have been fixed with a line of dialogue, but it wasn't super clear to me why they don't just kill him. Because when he takes over... And also, when he takes over, it seems like the Vampire Council has no, like resources of their own what they like no fight either i'm like aren't you all vampires like why aren't you fighting back like don't you remember how it was in the old days i mean a lot of you are really old so apparently maybe you were but you're all pure blood but you don't yeah there's a lot of you wonder why the power dynamics are the way they were and to your point it could have been like you remember who Frost's father is. And then that could have been enough or something like that. Like, to be like, oh, yeah, we know he's important. Or maybe Dragonetti could have been his dad. Who, who the fuck knows? You know, a Yeah, something like that. Or maybe yeah. Dragonetti turned Stephen Dorff and, like, he used to be his number one, or, like, a like a son to him. Like, they don't have to make them related by blood, even. 
but just give us a reason why like he has all these clubs like because they just bring him in and they're like hey your your clubs are causing a lot of problems because our entire existence really depends on us being able to blend in and uh he just is like well okay well fuck you guys <laughs> he just yeah. leaves like and they're just like oh that guy and it's like what why like is there like a bunch of maybe they were going to assassinate him but because they're the old guard there's like layers of red tape and bureaucracy they have to go through and oh, so it's yeah. just like just wait until the once i get the purple f- form back then i'll have the head of vampire human resources sign it and then we'll kill him oh boy and, and then before you know it a bunch of motorcycle bad guys have you and they're ripping your shirt open and having <laughs> the sunrise on you where they they've completely defeated their only main weakness with like sunblock and um polarization yeah that that is like i love this movie to death it's it it is one of my favorite superhero movies of all time and remains the uh, that uh, the case, but the fact that they could use sunscreen is just like, then what's the problem, Deacon Frost? Just get better sunscreen. Just invest your money in better sunscreen if you could, if that's, if somehow that shields your eyes from uh, eyes, the yep. top of your head, the top of your head. Well, the nape of your neck, because it's not like he was wearing like a real fat, like, you know, Inspector Gadget looking trench coat, you know, with high collars. Exactly. You know, or the fact that your hands are exposed. Does that mean like you've sunscreened up all your wrist and everything? No. No. Sunscreen. (laughs) I remember even at the time I was like, what? (laughs) I know this is jumping around a lot, but since we're talking about that scene, I forgot how much i love the fact that deacon frosty's okay so they're out in the middle of a busy park and it's the daytime and already mm-hmm. you're skeezed out because what is deacon frost doing out there he shouldn't be able to be out there but he's fine yep. and yep. he is holding a small girl <laughs> in yep. his hand and threatening to like hurt her if uh blade doesn't listen hear about right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and nobody's doing anything there's tons no. of people around nobody's saying a thing he eventually, at one point, he picks her up by the under the chin. Again, the bystanders, people are just going by their business. Oh, you know, that's their deal. Uh, yeah, no big problem. Maybe that's and his then, kid. <laughs> maybe it is. You know, you know what? I don't want to get involved. Yeah, yeah. But then when they when he has to get away, he chucks the girl at Blade, <laughs> and Blade doesn't even try to catch her. I he mean, literally steps out of the way like, what the fuck? I, I almost got hit by that little girl. <laughs> And she goes flying into, like, a hot dog stand. I mean, she should be dead, because she disintegrated that cart. (laughs) Just the look on Blade's face. You almost hit me with that girl. (laughs) And he could easily catch her, and he doesn't. I mean, she went right by him. I felt like he could have just... You know, put that left hand out. Absolutely. He notices it. He has time to serve face to Deacon Frost as she's flying by. You know, instead, like, you know, like, Blade, you know, chose the Han Solo route. 
pulled out his gun and just started shooting at Deacon Ross instead. And then he's like, oh, oh, okay, I guess I gotta go rescue her. But she's only because almost... Deacon Frost was able to get away by, yeah. like, you know, pushing some ornaments that were in the park over as he Wait, ran away. Do you think if he would have just, like, ran away but then popped around, like, the little water fountain structure they were nearby, he's like, oh, no, Blade, I'm over here! That blade would have just completely ignored that. Yeah, dude. Girl. <laughs> there would have been a scene where when he when Deacon Frost finally does get away in the far background, there's just an ambulance and like a little stretcher <laughs> with the <a> sheet over. <laughs> you just see the person who was driving the bus crying on the sidewalk. I did it. This is happening so fast. Just in case you came out of nowhere. <laughs> I just saw a hot dog cart explode, and there she was. <laughs> and Blades is like, oh well. <laughs> yeah. You gotta learn when to pull the trigger. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so, <laughs> Captain Hardass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that scene always gets me because I, I also like the fact that at that point, like, you know, Frost forms his like cocaine claw. Yeah. You know, and he's like, <laughs> he's like hold on. Yes, and I was like, wow, think about that like level of control that you could just pick a finger and that nail will grow. Um, yeah. but apparently, <laughs> that's, not, that's a new one for vampires as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but also protected by sunscreen. <laughs> uh, how bad did you feel for that, that weird Dorcas at the start? Uh, also, I remember... So Tracy Lords is in this movie, and if you're unfamiliar with Tracy Lords, she is also an adult film actress or actor. Um, and I remember it being a very big deal that this movie had Tracy Lords in it when they were, you know, when they were doing the uh, the advertising for it. But it is like it is typical '90s subversion because she dies in like the first five minutes. It's a true cameo. She's in the like she's on the title card. She's on the poster. You expect her to be in the movie, and she like dies right away. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess with the level of notoriety that she had at the time, it would be, you know, quick news cycles to kind of pick that up. Um, yeah, for those interested, just Wikipedia it. You'll you'll learn more about her than you probably need to know. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean she doesn't last five minutes in the movie, and um, but she is a vampire, so uh, I was I was good with it. Yep, you know. But like I love I how that I love the guy, how like that dorky Dorcas guy who she is like uh, leading to the the bloodbath club, the rave. Mm -hmm. I love his whole journey because. At the start, you like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, okay, he is a real, he's a real shithead because she's he's she, she's like, you know, what's that? And he's like, that's my heat seeker, baby. And he's talking about his penis. Everyone out there, <laughs> cover your ears <laughs> if you don't want to hear about a little wee wee talk. But um, and then uh, you know, like she steps on the gas and grabs his crutch, <laughs> and then. Like, he seems like a total, like, meathead, but mm -hmm. then once he actually gets into the club and every no one, like, likes him and everyone's just pushing him around and sort of, like, punching him and he's getting, like, really upset, you feel kind of bad for him because, you know, you know, obviously he's going to get 
bit by a bunch of vampires, or that's the intention. But uh, he he just seems like at that moment you're like, well, now he's now he's just kind of like a dope that is in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I felt I I don't know if it's the way the actor was playing it, but I felt legitimately bad for him this time around. Eh, you get what you get. Like yeah, I mean, look, I mean he's here. not like he's but he's not like the sort of archetype that you kind of that they set up to be a real asshole and that you're like, oh, I don't really feel bad when he dies. He's just sort of like kind of dumb. And then, I mean, dumb enough to taste a red substance that falls from the roof of a where a butcher. <laughs> we were in like the, a butcher's and you're like, what's this red? I'm going to taste it. Oh, it's Ugh. blood. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, let's, let's just put, uh, let's put you in his shoes. Mm, you're going. You're you're, awesome. you're, go, you're going to the club, right? Best night of my life. Yeah, so far, right? This person who you've never met before meets you somewhere. We don't know how. Taking to this exclusive club, and you're like, okay, cool. Finally, I'm being invited to places that I've never been invited before. Then you start walking down an alleyway. Then. You're in a meat processing plant of some sort. Do you realize already that you fucked up? Or do you continue on this adventure force? Yeah, I I don't... I think I was such an awkward... and I mean, I was. That's giving me an enormous amount of credit. But I am a, such a socially awkward person. I know for a fact I would not even have been in the car. I would have been like, well, I got work tomorrow, so gotta go. <laughs> Later! I'm like, you know, I, heard, I just read an article about, about uh, convertibles, and they're just a, extremely dangerous and prone to rolling, so I'm just gonna have to, I'm gonna call this one out, but here, here's my numbers, or here's my ICQ. Why don't you look me up on ICQ? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, bad example. Look, he should have known he <laughs> fucked up when he's walking through, like, a meat processing plant, and then these Bags have a uh, uh, a body like shape in them, or being wheeled around. I don't care where I think I'm at or who I'm with. There's a certain point where I go like, mm, "Ah, no, I'm good on this one. Thank you, though." And then I would probably still get murdered, but at least I wouldn't have got inside the fucking like rave in the meat processing plant. Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, there's I'm, a. When he sees those body, it's not just body shapes. Like the one part where he's turned around looking at it as they walk backwards, like you can see a guy's mustache. Like there's you can, there's a face in that thing, and then she's all she has to do is kiss him, and he's like, "Never mind, this is awesome." Yeah, well, nah. See, that doesn't work. Doesn't work yeah. on me. I mean, like I guess I'd truly have to be put in that situation for me to get there and go be like, mm, "What would John actually do?" But like. I mean, look, dude had hell of a night, yeah, for sure. But I've always had major uh, now problems with the scene because I, I love it overall, right? It's fucking bomb ass music from like the, what the Crystal Method playing, you know. And then yeah, when the blood just starts pouring and it's all these, you know, like the imagery is great. Like it seems like something a vampire or vampires would do. Absolutely, yeah. Was this? But then I was just like. Is he the only, like, human they brought to this party? Like, yeah, I they, mean, 
Where are the whoever other was. <laughs> Here's the thing. That's maybe that's the thing. Maybe right. Tracy Lord's character was in charge of the catering, and she fucked up, man. She bought she brought one cheese platter with a bag of Ritz uh to a big old party and uh what do you do split that between everybody no come on what everyone's gonna get a toe come on That's, i mean or was it kind of like you know like a potluck but no one knew it was a no potluck until it was a they were already potluck. halfway there so they're like oh Fuck. did we not give you the invitation update yeah, oh sorry. i'm so sorry I yeah mean, it's we... just gonna be a cocktail thing Oh well, uh, I is this fine? I, I, I yeah, hope it's enough I'm, to share. Um, well, well, I mean, we'll put it out, and if people want some, I okay. mean, there's not a table. We'll just put it in the kitchen, and if uh, we'll tell people about it, and you know, it's, if they want a cup of three beets, too, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I I wish I should have I should have looked at my email and realized there's a follow up. Um, I apologize. I didn't you know realize you didn't really have space for this. Um, uh, blood dance? Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, th- th- that was, that's always been the thing. I was like, just one person for like yeah. <laughs> 50, 60 vampires. And also, like, all the vampires are very well behaved in terms of timing because they just kind of are punching them around. That's like, actually, you know what, to answer your earlier question, if I ever got this far, Mm. The minute someone was mean to me inside the club is when I would. <laughs> someone pushes me around. I'm just like, oh, I guess I have none. Uh, I, I, I'm not wanted here. I gotta go. Uh, I'm gonna... <laughs> and then I would just like that. I would try to get out of there before they could see I was crying. <laughs> well, you wouldn't been able to tell. <laughs> when the blood comes down, I would have been like, yes, it covers my tears. <laughs> oh God, why well, I'm covered in blood? Oh no, I deserve this. Yep. It's like it's like somebody in a smallish office like does a like a happy hour and they only ordered one pizza. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like twenty pizza people. And they're like, "Well, I guess we'll just cut each each piece in half, and you guys can have a little pizza uh, pizza splinter." I mean, picture <laughs> if you are uh, was a uh, Tracy Lord's character and you brought the snack, but then you don't get any of the snack. Yeah. Like, did she well, she doesn't even home? want him. Like, no. She brings him, and then like once he starts trying to dance with her, she's just like uh, shoves him to the ground. So sure, but you never want to be that person that dives into the thing that you brought first. You want to bounce it around a little bit. Get let everybody else get a taste first before you you you, you know what your your seven layer bean dip. Maybe that's the cover charge, and she just got there late. Like everybody else brought all the oh. rest of the bodies that we see and that are used for the actual bloodbath, and then she brought hers, but she just got there late. Oh, she got there after ten. Yeah, that's what you're saying. So everyone already—they were already like, "Yeah, uh, please check your human at the door." Yep. Um, the dance will happen at you know ten thirty. Um, so just be prepared. Uh, if remember, if you come late, you're gonna have to bring them into the club. Uh, yeah, we'll just we use them for like a general snack. Yeah, just if you're feeling peckish, uh, the after tent. I, I like that. Okay. All right. I forgive this scene then. <laughs> That's the headcanon. I mean, it doesn't really matter because it's all just an excuse for Blade to show up and uh, just wreck shop and oh, kill us. So many vampires in so many cool ways. One of the things I'll say about this movie that, that I think will always 
have it going for itself is that every single person in this movie seems like they're having just the best time. And nobody is having a better time than Wesley Snipes. Uh, you know, just at least based on his performance. Oh yeah, he's enjoying himself. He he gives a multi-layered performance like I've oh, never yeah. seen. Um, Seriously? Yeah. Oh, like, I mean, it's, it's like a great showcase for him. Because, you know, he, he is, you know, a practice martial artist. It's not like he isn't. And, you know, most of the movies show him fighting and stuff. But you don't really get to see him be able to kind of truly cut loose into this movie. And he's just whooping ass left and right. Like, this is one of the best openings to a movie I can think of. Because it just gets you right into action. It lets you know who he is. lets you realize that you will never touch him with a drop of blood. Even in a room that literally is leaking blood uh, from the roof. <laughs> no wonder he waited till the end. Well, he turned that shit off and he was like, oh, no, man. You see this fit? My drip can't be dripped on. Um, this is soft leather. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can tell that I moisturized my coat. <laughs> yeah, but like when, you know, like he, we get to see his all the different weapons when he's got like the shotgun with the two spikes on it. And you're like, what the fuck is this thing? And he's just, or he pulls out the Mac 10 that looks kind of like high tech out and he's just shooting everybody. Or of course, um, you know, pinning people to the, the roof with these like, you know, vampire spikes and shit like that. Just awesome. Or like when people show up and they're just kind of like, uh, you know, uh, fuck them up. You got crowbars. And uh, I got a knife or some shit where, you know, we're going to cut him or we're going to do this. Anytime he's fighting somebody melee and you're just like, his name is Blade, man. (laughs) I want to get in a melee fight with him. That seems like that's his, like, you know, his bread and butter. He looks terrific doing it and he looks like he's having a lot of fun with it. Same with like Chris Christopherson. Looks like he's having fun with it. Donald Logue is definitely having a good time with this shit. Oh my God, he is having the best time. (laughs) I wish he was my spirit animal, you know what I mean? I wish I I had this kind of verve inside of me, but he is just, uh, man, he is having such a good time. And he plays this weird secondary character. I mean, he steals the scene from Frost anytime that they share it, I think. Yeah, the... I mean, Frost has his moments. Uh, Sure. I'm gonna give him him credit on that, but yeah, anytime Logue is in his scene and he's able just to be this like Quinn character Mm -hmm. is he is he is having a good time Uh, and he's like funny too like all the stuff that happens to him throughout the mm -hmm. throughout the entire uh, thing is is hilarious (laughs) like when he's like you chopped off my hand but I gotta do one you think I'll ever play the piano again (laughs) well I just looked at that hand and it's so gnarly you're like it's so gross with his little bits and bobs and little <laughs> protruding little protuberances that shouldn't be there that are just awful. It seems so wet. You're just like, what is this and why does it take so long? Pour some more blood on it. Fix that problem. <laughs> put it in a blood put it in the blood vat from Blade 2. We know you got it in there. And keep your glove on. Keep, keep your glove on. Like, Don't take that glove off around me ever again. Yeah, yeah, this weird, like, long, it like, looked like a glove Audrey Hepburn might have worn at some point. <laughs> like, you see this glove? I was like, 
Ew, don't take it off. Don't take it off. I would love it for it to be like for it to stick to his like gross. Oh, I just start pulling parts of it off. (laughs) (laughs) One of my he has one of my favorite scenes in this movie. It's after Blade uh, is is just running his face along the side of a moving uh, subway car, yeah. and uh, he realizes that he like can't like win, and so he just turns around and runs away really fast. Well, I like how I mean that's what I would oh. do. <laughs> like, oh my man, he, he ran like he shit himself. Like, yep. like, oh, I it always looked so funny. I remember seeing it in the theater. And laughing at that part, because it's just like, I don't know if they speed it up or what, because that's another kind of artistic choice they take in this movie that it maybe hasn't aged as well. There's several parts that are just sped up for almost no reason, and that's kind of one of them where he just looks like, yeah, he looked, and listen, it looks like he messed his underpants and he's, and he's doing that little, you know, butt clench walk back, <laughs> trying to get he's, it not to run down his leg. Yeah, he's trying to make sure not to leave a snail trail. Yep, <laughs> but but then on the other end of it is when the other vampires apparently got to their side somehow, and they're all moving like I mean, I guess lack of a better descriptor, like ghouls. Like they're not <laughs> yeah. moving like normal people. They're all like <laughs> shuffling towards them, like you see them in the back, like they're like they're all running the monster mash in their head at <laughs> the same. Yeah, it's the graveyard smash as they're chasing Blade, and, uh, and then Blade Aaron. catches onto the back of the subway car. And it shows them running, again, sped up. And they look ridiculous. They're like, come back here. Come back here. <laughs> I'd love to see like the dialogue from, from oh, that yeah. section. Oh, man. Yeah, just funny. Just very funny looking. Same thing when he's, when he's following that cop. And the, the, the cop who's also a familiar. And he's, having, he's calling Deacon Frost up. And then like, it's in fast motion. And it just looks like there should be yakety sax should be playing in the background. Like it kind of makes sense when they want to take you from daytime to nighttime, but after Abs- that works really well. Yeah, but at night and he's still doing it, you're just going, like, eh. "Come like, on now, <laughs> you could just show us him tailing him a little bit. We 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 know what's going down. We 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 figured out. Or give us a scene where we see the cop and then like you know Blade's car right behind him and be like, "Oh, okay, he's being followed," and then take us to the. Uh, Super Club? I don't know what that club was, but, um... Yeah, we had just got a scene earlier where the dude is like, uh, your clubs are causing us a problem. They're not fitting in well enough, and I'm like, oh, geez, he must be all the murder he's talking about. No, he's not talking about the murder. They have a big blue club downtown that has, like, it's, like, obvious vampire. It might as well just say, vampires inside. We've (laughs) got 50% more vampires. Yeah. Ghouls, please enter. <laughs> you know, like Choto Mate. You have an invitation, Kato, and you're like, "All right, I don't know what this club is, but I want. I I would go to this club, even if I knew there were vampires in it." Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I'd feel like it's just nothing but a bunch of like salary men sitting in the audience and like whatever that. Uh, I forget the name of the band that was singing. I don't know if it's a Chiba Mato So that, that's something. a real band? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Has to be. Has to be. Has I just thought be. it was like some white guy's idea of uh, J-pop. I mean, it could be that, too. You know, you got to give 
Goyer his space to do something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> can we just take a little sidebar and talk we about can go what, wherever you want? What happened to Goyer? What happened to David S. Goyer? Because this movie, he wrote this movie, mm-hmm. and it rules. Mm-hmm. But I can't mm-hmm. think of a single other thing that he like wrote by himself because I know he was involved with the uh you know the the Nolan Batman trilogy but as I understand it that me- like Nolan Christopher Nolan and his brother came in and, and rewrote all that shit but like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. what happened because <laughs> like, i mean he gets the reins you know to the and the whole full control on uh Blade Trinity and yee <laughs> Uh, I mean, when a gig uh, ego is unchecked, it will uh, it, it will grow larger. I, yeah, I firmly I see believe. Saying. Yeah, I firmly believe that's what it was. He's like, look, I wrote the first Blade. It made so much money for something that for an R-rated film, no one was expecting it to come out the gate making this much money. It was you know well received. You didn't really ask me back for the second one. I'm coming back to save the franchise. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, like, it feels like it was almost like that kind of attitude where I'm going to set it up for a whole universe. It'll be great. You know, I got these vehicles for, like, the night. You know, like, the, uh, God, why am I blanking on them? The the whole group, like, not the night. I keep wanting to call them the night watch, and I know that's not it. Um, or maybe it is. I don't remember the whole group from the comic books before, like where you had like, uh, yeah, and you know, like Morbius and, uh, it's, uh, it's escaping me. The name is escaping me, but I know what you're talking about, you know, where it was that whole thing and, you know, we're going to do all this, but it truly feels like that was the ego he just brought with it. And it, it, yeah, I mean, it shows like I've not outside of this one. I've not really been a, I hate to say it and don't, don't hate me for it, but I've not been that big of a fan of his stuff since, uh, I feel like, yeah, blade was like the pinnacle of everything in there. And that obviously there's still some stuff in it that makes me kind of go like, Oh, come on, man. Like you didn't need to write that shit in there, you know, uh, and all that, so I'm just kind of like, you gotta left that out. That wasn't needed, because you did so well with so many parts. But then you, you think of Blade Trinity, and you go like, holy shit. Uh, woo! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm with him up until... Like, because I like... Uh, I like Blade 2. Um, I don't know what your opinions on Blade 2 are. I like Blade 2. Um, just fine. And I actually liked Blade the series. Not too bad. He he, and he was largely responsible for that. So, um, I I'm up with I'm with with him up until it looks like Man of Steel, and then I start to uh fall away. Uh, so I watched the first episode of the Blade. Uh, series and I was like mm, not Wesley Snipes John no care and that was it for me um as far as Blade 2 I think Blade 2 it's fun but I like it because of Guillermo del Toro and all that he brings to it 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is it, it really pushes forward the Blade mythos in a way that I appreciate, because it it doesn't really just kind of do the first thing that the there the sorry the same thing that the first movie did and it adds all like these different vampire strains and this weird thing that vampires are afraid of also i think that the the villain team that they build is like way more interesting and engaging in that in that movie and uh it's got ron perlman in it which obviously i'm a fan of his too but yeah i really liked uh wow Zelda, thanks for the big snore while I was making a point. It's a real. Oh, sorry, no, that was me. That was me. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a real commentary on what I'm talking about. But anyway, yeah, I really like Blade Two. I think it's good. It's not. A, it's hard to match this first one though. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to to, to Goyer. If any yeah. of you listening know, feel free to chime in. Uh, yeah, Goyer, David Goyer, you want to come on this podcast to talk about? Where you think it went wrong in your career, <laughs> please. <laughs> you have an open invitation. Uh, at least 60 people will hear this the, that episode. So I don't know if that's enough to tempt you, but uh, come on down. Prove us wrong. I don't care. You're very successful. Go, go you. I mean, it would tempt me. Yeah, just saying. If you were John, it would tempt you. <laughs> But anyway, sorry for that little d- detour. But I was just curious. I don't because I, I think maybe it's just that he is kind of, for my taste anyway. He just has like he's uneven. Like you know, there's a lot of peaks and valleys or something. Yeah, it it I don't know. Like I said, it just strikes me as someone who is really happy with themselves yeah you know what yeah I mean? like you, and the, you know i'm also jealous of that to be honest i would i would kill for some self-confidence so uh yeah come on down well, come on down dave goyer <laughs> well also i mean you know it's like he directed uh you know blade trinity so he, he i mean he was everything on blade trinity so that was you know but they didn't ask him the direct batman begins you know what I mean? They're like, mm, yeah. No. Direction is not where his strengths are. Uh, if if you if you think he has strengths, which obviously he does, I think you it'd be hard to argue that yeah, direction is one of them. It just seemed I me. Mean, yeah, that movie's bad. Blade Trinity is really really bad, and I wanted to like it. I went in loving the first two, and just uh, that movie had every chance to uh, to get me on board. Because you know me. I, I like all sorts of new takes on things. So even if it was taking it a different direction, I'd still be on board. But yep. yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get this uh, uh, car back on the road. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's get this, this awesome Blades car back on the road. <laughs> We're like, I forget if it's a GTO. Looks like a GTO or if it's a charger. I'm not a car person, so I don't. Yeah, I am a car person, and that's that's what makes it extra embarrassing. It was the kind of thing I was gonna uh, make sure to look up before this podcast, so I could really, you know, uh, maintain my bona fides as a person who enjoys, uh, you know, and know has is at least knowledgeable about cars to a certain extent. But uh, goodbye, credit. Yeah, well, it's gone. Was, my my was, bona fides have evaporated. Yeah, well, they'll come collect your card later. Oh no, my car card? Oh, I need that to drive. I assume you're talking about a license. <laughs>
No, you're not talking about Some it. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate a bill. <laughs> sure. That was a good place for that. I like it. Uh, I know. I was waiting for you to say something like you did. <laughs> you were just waiting in the wings. <laughs> Dag damn it. Yeah. Oh, man. This, this movie is such a good time. And I think probably my favorite part is Chris Christopherson as Whistler. Yeah. So did you not? Did you not um, mind when he uh, returned in the second movie? Nah. I mean, no. Like obviously, I hated how they brought him back um, because it is such a noble end. You know, he actually yeah. does what he recommends to Karen. Like, yeah, exactly. You, you know, you find yourself thirsty no matter how much you've had to drink. You, you take that gun and you turn it on yourself. You know, and you're just like, whoa, that is intense. But, you know, when he is going to turn into a vampire, he does that to himself. But then they steal his body and bring it to Russia or some shit. And then it, yep. you know, I'm like, mm, nah. Nah, nah, I should have just left it alone, but I understand that they wanted that chemistry or they should have better set up like his network, you know, of like, it's just not blade, you know, like you kind of get a sense of that. He's going to like the, you know, the herb shop to get a bunch of serum and stuff. And that guy seems like he's very well acquainted with blade. Like they've been there for a while. They even have a cool handshake. So, you know, they have some sort of history. Yeah, so then you're just kind of like, well, I wish that was, you know, like there was more of there than more to it than that. And Whistler be a very special thing because I just love this whole portrayal of this character. You know, the fucking he says some of my favorite lines, I think, that I quote constantly. Sure. Yeah. You know, someone will hand me like something be like, hey, smell this. Let me know what you think. Now that smell like a vampire wiped his ass with it. No matter if like he, a vampire wiped his ass with that part, even so if it good. smells, even if it smells great, you know, I just have to because that's it's so like ingrained on me. Or like, of course, the get you fuckers at a bad time. I use that anytime I walk into a room, and people look like they're up to no good. Uh, he he's just he's so memorable. He's got so much like charisma, and every time he's on. In the film, I pay attention to him. Like, there'll be parts where Blade will be on. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Oh, Whistler's here. Let me listen to Whistler. He's going <laughs> to sit He's gonna sit down and tell me a tale. Um, yeah, I really dig the character. But yeah, when they brought him back, mm-mm. no es bueno. Yeah, I... It's funny, because Goyer r- wrote both this movie and the second movie. So that means that that's his choice. Maybe that's when I fell off with Goyer. I was like, maybe I was like, uh, the fact that he wrote the second movie and he decided to be like, okay, first movie, uh, Whistler has like one of the best, it's really emotional and good when he has to take his own life. And the fact that he comes back and is fine in the second movie sucks. Uh, I, that's the, Maybe the only thing I don't like about that second movie, but... I don't like the super vampires either. No, yeah, you don't like the... The, like the, the, the predator weird face. 
the predator face but i like that i yeah. i like the fact that there was like there's a mutation and the like the old cast of vampires or like the traditional vampires are scared like that's it's even for them it sucks and then i i think it's maybe just the guy who does the main maybe it's not the concept of the super vampires but it's the guy who plays the main super vampire and sort of the dynamic that they create in that movie with like the super ancient vampire and his like the prince which is his son who has this this like mutation that makes him even more dangerous uh that whole dynamic i thought was really really interesting but um yeah so maybe i'm not i'm not defending the concept of just like kind of one-upping one sort of vampire movie to the next by making cooler vampires which i I guess is a little bit of a cop-out well you know it just felt like yeah we have vampires we don't really get to see them be all that like badass you know what i mean like in the first film most of the vampires are pretty disposable and and shitty for blade though you know that's like his whole bag that's his thing but, you know, we're not getting, like, these, like, notable vampire fights. So I'm waiting to see them, like, you know, use their claws and, you know, get a little more feral and kind of see what they truly can do other than, you know, like, apparently poorly willed swords. Um, But, you know, in the second one, at least, you know, they have that whole group hunting blade, which is, that's probably my favorite part. Like, yeah, the vampire uh special the spec ops vampires, that's awesome. Yeah, that was like my favorite part of two. And that way I was like, okay, see, they're all like they all got a you know, they're like the vampire G.I. Joe. They all have like a special thing they do. Yeah, that part is so cool. I love it. They're like they're like a, a little collectible team of uh of action yeah. figures almost. Yeah, but the most of them still sucked. Um, but <laughs> you know, then you have like this Uber vampire, right? That like other vampires are scared off, which makes sense, but it just kind of felt like, what if we had a vampire? And I said, I know they don't do this, that he's not only a vampire that sucks blood, but he also can shoot his teeth out at you. And those are, you know, like, it just feels like an almost unnecessary addition. I much would have rather it been like, well, I guess in Trinity. They try to explain away that mutation is like also from you know Dracula, yeah, prison prison break Dracula, um, <laughs> prison. Oh man! So oh, I guess boy. maybe you know, but I would have preferred it be like a lot more like Nosferatu or something like just a subset of vampires. You know, we never saw instead of how it was kind of introduced. I don't know. It's. I think you can't have Guillermo del Toro be part of your movie and then and not expect like a to have like a crazy disgusting monster. So yeah, but they I feel like, like that's kind of like you that's that's the price of admission for uh del Toro. Yeah, which I don't mind, but it feels I guess it feels uh in some ways it's gross, but in other ways it feels a little too tame for me. Hmm. Like um, Interesting. Well, you know what it sounds like? Mm. Sounds like we're going to have to review uh, Blade 2. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it sounds like that's going to have to go on the spreadsheet. Because this is all great stuff. But I think we should save it for a Blade... Because I would actually love to watch Blade 2 again and talk about it. Oh, no. 
Look what you've done. Was that a bad time? <laughs> yes, you did, Chris. Yes, you did. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> but we got to talk about Norman Reedus being the, the evil Whistler rep- replacement. Wait, uh, spoilers. Now we don't need <laughs> to talk about it. That's it. Yeah, you're right. We covered it on the Blade One episode. There's Abraham um, Whistle over here, Chris Christopherson, and here's Slide Whistle over here, Norman Reedus. Yep. You know? His name is Scud. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> Unlike this. Uh, 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 do you have a, a favorite moment in this movie? Oh, that's tough. I mean, we already mentioned the moment where he dodges a kid when it's thrown at him. It does not catch that kid, which is gotta be one of it's up there as one of my favorite moments in this movie. It's weird because this movie has like a a lot of moments that I are my favorite. Each time I would get to a moment that I remembered as being like the moment I loved in this movie, I would be like, uh, oh wait, no, this one. This is the one I loved. There's just so many good parts of it, but I have to say, the one of the um, moments that I I just love and cherish the most about this movie is that when it's right at the start, when uh, Blade is uh, you know in that the the abattoir club, and um, he has Quinn sort of up against the wall, like he throws one stake. And then he throws the second stake and he pins both shoulders and he does a little fist pump. He's like, yes. Yeah, like the big game hunter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That part, like just the little, like the smile and the awesome is just like one of Because it almost seems like Wesley Snipes breaking character and being like, yes. <laughs> it's, it's so out of place and Blade is just having a, a good time, which he's fairly dour the rest of the movie. I just love that part. And like that whole, all that fighting is good. Anytime Blade is fighting with a bunch of jobbers, a bunch of just like uh, sunglass bad guys is just heaven. I could watch that on a loop all day. How about you? Yeah, it's funny. There are a lot of moments and I do like the big, I call it the big game hunter. Yes. Like the, the, I do enjoy that. Um, I even mimic it when I watch the movie from time to time. <laughs> that is the cutest thing I've ever heard, but please continue. Yeah, because it's so funny. Um, so I there there's a part, and it is pretty early on. This is one of my favorites, and it's truly just a moment. When, like, Quinn is all burnt up, and he makes a break for it. You know, he, he bites uh, Curtis, and then he bites Karen, and then we see Blade is in the hospital, like, to go finish the job. Because he, he was interrupted. Yeah, which I love, right? It's like very Batman-esque. He's just like, he's there, he's not there, he shows up, whatever. And there's this part when he's there, and then I guess the security guards shoot at him. And he's like, motherfuckers, are you out of your god? Are you out of your minds? <laughs> like, the way he just <laughs> breaks everything as he's getting shot. I love that one so much, because right after that happens, the two guards that shot at him go, uh-oh, and yep. they just book it off <laughs> That part is so good, especially since like there's a like a weird fanged corpse running through the thing, and they shoot at him. <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, motherfuckers, are you damn? I love that part. I just love that little moment because it it is again anytime that like 
you know Blade is going to be pretty, like, you know, straight face through most of it. But anytime he kind of breaks that character, it's just like, oh, no, he's 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 layered like an onion. Uh, you know, that. And I really do love, like, the final um, scene where, when you know, like, he re-ups on blood, you know, he find, finds a health pack that is Karen. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That part is the part where he's actually sucking her blood is uncomfortable to watch because yeah, she yeah. says she asks him to stop so many yeah. times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time that's on, I'm always looking elsewhere. I just have to like, if I knew the exact moment to fast forward to, it would just be him doing the jump into the pit. Yeah, of like Middletown, USA, that has this ancient vampire burial ground. Um, I, well, I don't know. Where are they, dude? Like, where do they go? Like, they're in, they seem like they're in a plane at one point when they're both in like the like that just that metal box, and they're just and he's just like, I need my serum. Uh, no, but like I, feel I like can't tell where car. they went. Are they still in Detroit? I feel like they're in Detroit esque. Like all this, <laughs> like, this thing that people forgot about this ancient. The vampire pyramid thing that has a lot of modern fixtures and plumbing for being so old, but well, look in in the blue club, right with the you know the salary men and all this stuff. They have their the vampire Bible, just yeah, chill in, in the there. basement, just like in not even like museum glass or plexiglass, <laughs> like just panes of glass. They just have it down there. And the, that fucker gets blown up. That fucker gets straight blown up. So yeah. Also, like this, that, about that specifically, it's a vault that has a door that looks like it is used to guard against a nuclear uh, attack, nuclear attack. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can just like the rest of it is just like brittle concrete you could just blow a hole through <laughs> like, yeah it's literally buttressed against a subway <laughs> yep the back is just like a thin like drywall between you and the subway if you yeah. had a hammer and a chisel and a little bit of patience you could get in there you could get easy. yourself some vampire bible <laughs> yeah get yourself some some lamagra uh, uh reading material yeah, but uh, the thing that every ancient vampire, the purebloods, forgot about. And they know nothing about. But they hold it in such reverence, it just sits in this room, in this building, in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> or Detroit-like city. That's... Yeah, yeah, Is yeah, it? Yeah. De- it's, there's enough Detroit landmarks where I think it's supposed to be Detroit. What do you think? I, I, I think it, it it's supposed to be... Um, any tropolis USA. Yeah, it's you know? supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, like train yeah, tracks it's supposed to be Detroit. Yeah, uh, any place with train tracks and a pretty prominent Chinatown. That's the only requirements for this. Yep this this place. Um, but yeah, just to go back, my favorite is is when he's just whooping everyone's ass at the end, where where he's like going towards his sword. And everyone just keeps getting in his way. So he just keeps killing them every which way he knows how to. Oh, yeah. And, that and part like, is so good. Yeah, I, I love that so much. He's like, no, he's he's got he's got he needs to get his sword back. And to watch him do it, I really enjoy that a lot. 
Oh, you know, that actually reminds me of another scene I love is the the Whistler death scene. It was why it upsets me so much that he's in the second one. But the whole scene where he, he is like walking through and he's, he obviously he sees evidence that there was an attack and mm-hmm. he finds that sheet that is just soaked in blood. Yeah. And the way he can't even bring himself to look as he pulls it off. And then the way when they're talking and, you know, Whistler is saying his final words where uh, Blade has like just a little bit of gauze and he's just attempting in vain to like clean blood off of Whistler kind of methodically while his like surrogate father figure is dying. I wrote in my notes, I'm like, this is Oscar, this movie is like Oscar caliber acting between two actors. And I said that sort of at first when I wrote it down as sort of like, oh, you know, I mean, I, I am really feeling the moment of this and it is really good. But the more I think about it, I'm like, it is. <laughs> it's no, like, it's, it's good. I'm not even being, I don't even mean to have any shame saying it. It's, it's like, it is an, an, um, an emotional powerhouse performance and uh, just amazing performances by those two actors. Yeah, that's why it was, it's, that's, you you know, unfortunately, that's probably why they brought him back, was to yeah, have that, that chemistry. level of chemistry, but not in that rapper. You know, at this point, you, when you watch that movie, you're like, I feel cheated. So, like, I, I was good with Whis- what happened to Whistler. You know, he went and enacted his revenge. Because the scene is so powerful, and it's so, like, like you said, he's dabbing at these wounds that you know, like a little, like a little bit of gauze isn't going to cover up what they did to him. <laughs> nope. Like you just might as well just cover him in a well, they did in a sheet, I guess. <laughs> just call it a day. So, like, yeah, no, it's a really impactful scene. You know, like even when Whistler's telling the story about like why he's hunting vampires, you know, like about his family and shit like that. It's just like this. You know, yeah. like you really know who this character is. So then, it, you know, when he's finally dying, you're like, "Fuck, man!" Like, yeah, it's up there with the the Quint monologue from uh, Jaws. I would say as like one of those incredible. What? I don't know about that. That is a really powerful. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's. Real... I'm saying it's up there. I'm not saying oh, it's better yeah. than it. Okay, 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 make sure. I never, I never expected I would be on this side of this. <laughs> I know. I, well, I was just like, you, I'm you, the one defending Blade. What is happening? <laughs> well, the world I mean, is topsy turvy. No, I'm just trying to be. I guess a little bit of a realist here, but it's fine. It's, it's good. It's really good, and I love Listen. it. But like, I, mean, I don't know. If listen, it's like... Jaws is one of the best movies of all time. It created the modern blockbuster. These are things that cannot be challenged or I mean, it's or the debated. reason why people are scared of sharks to this day and why they were hunted down. Yeah, uh, the movie's done some shit. Let's just say that. But uh, yeah. well, you know, seems like Zelda agrees with you. She just did a big. You probably heard I... that on the tape, but it was a big frustrated huff. Oh, I hear her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't hear a uh, Prince and Batman go uh, ape shit over, uh, you know, us not talking about one of the most important scenes of all time. <laughs> no, I didn't hear that. What is what is this scene? It's when the 
Blade after Whiskers, you know, no more, and he's, you know, filling up all his vials and shit, and Blade just breaks into the building, and he blows up the two fucking vampires with the blue juice. Um, <laughs> yep. That is when I felt like maybe the movie might have jumped a shark a little bit. <laughs> when they introduced that weird effect. Yeah, because I was just like, mm. Yeah, like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's definitely when the effects jumped the shark. Yeah, that, that felt like they ran out of their trial period with whatever. Program Here's what the weirdest thing get. is that the woman who gets stabbed with it on the floor that yeah. actually looks disgusting and pretty good. Like that that makeup, whatever they did with that one, it looked pretty gross and good. But then the guy looks like reboot. It looks like a scene <laughs> for reboot or something. <laughs> His is like a really like this is an effect, and then the lady on the floor looks like terrifying. I mean, uh, it looks like at least weird... up until a point. Yeah, well, there's a thing where it's just like, where'd her right eye go? Yeah, like, like it just turns into this amorphous blob. Well, <laughs> later when the when Lavagra gets all of the oh all of the God. different uh, things in him and. When he's like kind of in his like most swollen, um, big state, they just have his tongue going yeah, bow, 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 bow. Like in circles. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, that one felt like when they made him, it was like just like control V, control C, control V. Yeah. You control the, the move the whole effect over. Um, one it of the, looks. It looks like it goes into claymation at that point. Like, like suddenly, it's like a California raisin or a clay fighter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> suddenly, we're looking at clay fighters. It's. It is so weird, and it doesn't. It doesn't fit at all. Yeah, that effect doesn't work for me. The whole La, La Magra like sentient blood effects are like laughably bad these yeah. days. Oh, well, there's, so the part I never realized takes place in the Lamagra scene. So Okay, please hit me with okay. this thing. All right, so Blade, and for some strange reason, Deacon Frost decides, like, I'm going to fight him with a sword, too. Why not? Oh, it looks so bad. Right, and you're just kind of like, I'm not going to fight the guy named Blade with the sword. I'm not going to do it. But anyway, you know, they're doing the whole thing, and Blade is easily keep it up with him because that's his bag so when he cuts off uh lamagra's arm yeah and then he cuts lamagra in half they do this thing where you know you can see blade like spin around and lamagra stretch like the blood separating when they did that effect for some strange reason whatever they did with the film wesley snipes neck grows about three feet long real quick <laughs> and rubber bands as he's like, and then he goes back to normal. And I saw this, I was just like, did I just see what I saw? I had to go back and watch it. I don't know what they did, but they stretch him along with Lamagra and it looks even worse. Like, oh my God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you think, the ghost of Mechanic from our hit 
our hit uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation podcast, Dear Skeletor, available on any podcatcher you like to use. Uh, do you think the ghost of Mechadec, because we've been shit-talking him so much, has come back and haunted, and is just haunting us? Is this, the reason you've never realized it before is that this is like our seven days type thing. The oh room. shit, like this, like it's a mechanekening? Yep, this is the Ringu. <laughs> Mechanex Ringu is coming for us, man. Well, if if all he's going to do is oddly stretch bad effects along other bad effects, I'm alright. He's about yeah, as fine. useful as normal Mechanex. <laughs> it's fine. I, I mean, I mean, shit. There's, I mean, there's a lot of neck different things I'm surprised he didn't affect before, like when the dude gets his throat ripped out and yeah. his thrown in the other dude's face. <laughs> I, wrote I, was, down. <laughs> I wrote that down in my notes. Which I would have I died it. if I got hit in the face with somebody I, so else's throat. I didn't see where the, his, because he tears out like one guy's Adam's apple. And, and then it. I thought for sure he threw it in the mouth. Of the next person. He does. He throws it at the face of the next person. I thought, but I thought the guy kind of was screaming, and I thought he threw it into his open mouth. I mean, it, I, I mean, open mouth, insert gulp, insert Adam's <laughs> apple. I, I mean, if here I am, right? I'm waiting for fucking Blade, and you know, he rips out like my best friend's throat, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, and then he throws it at me. Before I even uh-huh. get hit with that thing, I go, <clears throat> and I would just die of natural. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you just, you would I, will your soul to leave your body. Yeah, I would turn into one of the vampire bat skeleton <laughs> things and fly away. <laughs> like, you would, you would be, you'd be like Padme at the end of episode three. Yeah. Just be oh. like, Shh, he's losing the will to live. <laughs> he's perfectly healthy. <laughs> He well, just won't live. Well, perfectly is, you know, questionable. Well, what, what happened? He did eat an Adam's apple. <laughs> Someone threw his friend's Adam apple into his open mouth as he was he waiting was, patiently to fight. He was the best man at that guy's <laughs> wedding. And then he ate his Adam's apple. He's just... <laughs> he just won't live. He just stopped. I get it. <laughs> He just stopped. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, my God. I I do like how, like, patient all the different vampire jobbers are. uh, Sure, yeah, they really wait their turn. They really do wait, because there's, like, when he's going to get his sword. There's literally one you can just see in the back, like, like hyping himself up. When he's like, I, I gotta, gotta wait for my opening. I gotta wait for my turn. It's like, oh, number 13, let's go. <laughs> he just gets his fucking neck broken. Maybe the, the, they, they all come from sort of like a henchman temp agency. And there's like a no more than two at once like, <laughs> engagement policy. That or like. They each have to do a different, slightly different thing, and so you have mm-hmm. to kind of wait and watch what each person is doing. You're like, okay, well, y- right. using just a a square pole is out because that guy's doing it with those little piston motions. All right, well, can I do the kicks in the air when 
the uh, hero <laughs> doing the kicks doing in the air, so we can keep doing these kicks before we actually kick each other. I forgot about that part, and I, when it was happening, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna pay off in a funny way." <laughs> it doesn't. No, I was. It's funny when I saw it. I I remember it like vividly, but when I when I was watching it, I thought of you because I was thinking, "He's." This is probably how uh, Force feels about like the fight scene in Revenge of the Sith when they just <laughs> do this fight scene in Revenge of the Sith. It's just like a bunch of blue yeah. lightsabers just spinning at each other. Yeah, but they're just feats. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like you can kick, I can kick too. You can kick, I can still keep. Kicking. Oh yeah, I see you kick twice. I can also can kick twice. Oh, you want to go for another round, huh? <laughs> It's just like, this is our artist showcase. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The first person to stop kicking loses. <laughs> it's the rules. Kick club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's... They were... To be fair, I don't know what if, if it's just what happens to you when you become, like, a vampire lord. You decide to employ... Uh, henchmen who are just the most generic henchmen possible and it's just like like you could ask someone who's never seen this movie to draw a henchman and they would draw the henchman in this movie yeah easy it's like black beanie sunglasses regardless of the setting Mm -hmm. like a a long black like tactical sweater and black pants and boots yep and maybe holding a gun but more likely a crowbar. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Your standard Streets of Rage bad guy is, is who's in this. Do you think they have to buy that? You know, is it yes. like when you work at a restaurant, you're yeah. like, I have to go out and get the attire? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. You, like, maybe they have, like, a henchman uniform shop. Where you can go get a little discount on your like dickies or whatever pant work pants you gotta wear. But yeah, no, you're buying that. It's not they're they're yeah. not vampires aren't handing that out. I'd love for just one of the guys to have like a regular t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like something like a Disney World t shirt or World's just, Best Dad or something. Just give me him like showing up to work and him getting admonished for the fact that he didn't wear his full the proper uniform. Yeah. It's like oh the but the hero's already here so we can't find just like don't like try to be behind something the whole yeah. time. Yeah, poke your head around a beam. And we're uh, all point. about aesthetics here. Yeah, we got to make sure everyone looks like you know, uh, cohesive, cohesive. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you know, not everyone, you know, like look, I I get it. T-shirts are more comfortable, but you're going to wear the little, you're going to wear the blue jacket and, you know, it's just going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. oh my God. But, um, I love, uh, I love Blade's Scooby gang in this, the whole, like the, the, when the team really comes together, I love, uh, Blade, Whistler and Karen, the hematologist. Very kismet with that one. Yeah, very very lucky. Also, yeah. she's able to solve the curse of vampirism uh, within two hours. And everyone's like, listen, listen, you can't do it. We've been trying to do it forever. Oh, he did it. Great. Well, <laughs> nice work. He, he was doing it with shit that you inject into barbecue. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, sure. I mean, it was a garlic puree he put this in. This is bag. essence of garlic. garlic. It was like, why do you have to buy it at this, like, you know, ancient tincture shop? Just you go just to Safeway. Can't buy some garlic and put it in water and just. Fucking get a garlic press, Whistler. Jeez, you guys are spending so much. Think about how many less watches you'd have to sell. That's fair. I mean, I guess maybe it just takes a lot of time. Like maybe that little bottle of essence of garlic is like, like three thousand cloves of garlic, you know? Maybe. And it took like eighteen months to like ferment and break down. So you know, it's pricey in that sense. I mean, I think you just like you know you spend it once, you get your ninja, and then you know you go to uh, wherever you go to Safeway, you go to wherever your big chain grocery store is and you just buy all of their garlic. It's going to cost like 10 bucks. Yeah, all right, that's fair. I like the and fact it- they're using ninjas like blenders. <laughs> like- Seems appropriate. Kind yeah, of. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, I think you could use a food processor processor too, might be. Yeah, a juicer would probably be better. Oh my god. Like a a masticating juicer, you know, not one of the ones with the blades, but one of the ones that crushes it. And you, you really get like, the essence out. You mean like the Jack Lalanne juicers? Sure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. Another timely reference. Well, everyone knows everyone. Look, I've seen our age demographic. Everyone who listens to this show understands who a Jack Lalanne is. That's fair. Do not need to explain any. In fact, there are probably people listening to this right now who know more about Jack Lalanne than we do. And about Blade, probably. Mm. No more than Jack Lane about Blade, no? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, maybe. They teaching Blade in uh, public schools now? Hopefully. <laughs> they want to get their shit together. And this is what <laughs> you do to a suckhead, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Great name for a vampire, by the way. Suckhead. Oh. Oh, all of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Blade gives so much sage advice in this movie. Like when Karen's like, "You use me," she's like, "Get over it." And that was it. That was the end of that conversation. There was no more bringing that back up. He was like, "Yes, we did." Or the, "How do you think we fund this operation?" We're not necessarily the March of Dimes. I was like, "Yeah, I guess you got to rob somebody. You got to do what you got to do." Um, or you know, there are worse things out in night than vampires. You know, it, and you know, he's been practicing that line for fucking years, just waiting for the chance to be able to say it to someone he doesn't know. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that like Whistler's heard all of these, yeah. and so he's finally got someone else to tell him to. He's just got them all saved up. He's like, Whistler, Whistler, you know, there are worse things out there at night than vampires. Yeah, yeah, I know, like you, like you, can go out there and go do your thing. <laughs> He's like, like me. But what if he would have just missed putting his sword scabbard away and it just fell on the floor? It's like, uh, vampire mace. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh my god. Oh my god. Such a good film. Yeah, so enjoyable. Such a fun vampire time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like cheesy, but it's great. It's got some weird uh, effects. You know, I, I wanted to ask you, what do you think? Maybe as a way to wrap this episode up, what do you? How do you think this movie has aged? 
Next question, please. I think you catch you fuckers at a bad time. You got me at a bad time. Um, so actually, I think the movie, for the most part, aged pretty well. Um, I don't. I like I said, everything that I kind of would like, you know, have the eye, you have my eyes at the back of my head and shit like that, were there originally. So it's just choice of lines and. You know, people, uh, certain things. I don't really want to bring them up because I'm just like, uh, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, but for the most part, I think it holds up pretty well. The action is well, you know, it, it, it's well choreographed for the times. It's shot pretty well. Like I said, those, you, like you mentioned, those fast forward moments are kind of like, eh. <laughs> um, the, the things that really would hurt this movie, like for, I don't know for modern audiences is probably the effects would probably make people go, Oh, Oh, that looks terrible. But like, to your point, they were terrible when we watched them in the theater. So like they can't get any worse to me. And so I just kind of like, yeah, I just kind of accept that that's a part of the charm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I I think it holds up well. I definitely recommend it for people to watch, because um, again, it's so much fun. And it you have to remember, it made like almost like a hundred and thirty five million dollars for an R rated superhero film. Yeah, it ha- you know, <clears throat> I think any other year it would have done, it would have been like way higher in the top ten. But I think in the year it came out, you know, uh, Titanic was still making tons of money at the beginning of the year, and there was, like, Saving Private, uh, Private Ryan, and all these, like, huge money-making giants, so I think Blade's down, like, maybe at number 33 or something over uh, for the year, but it really made its budget back plus a, a bunch. Well, yeah. But just think about it in terms of like a superhero film at the time with its rating. Sure. Our rating. Like, no, it did very well. It has its cult following for sure. Um, But, you know, like it's also the movie that really like helped Marvel be able to start pumping out other movies. Like, I really feel like if you didn't get this one, we might have gotten Spider-Man, but I felt like this helped make Spider-Man, you know, like Spider-Man a realization. That's why I, you know, kind of jokingly said that it's the start of the MCU because it made a superhero movie that felt somewhat closer to the source material was well put together and like, you know, like the start of something uh, different versus you know like uh, Batman and Robin or Batman Forever or any of the superhero movies that we had to deal with like in the 90s you know Dick Tracy's or you know I think that I think Dick Tracy's still 89 I don't remember anyway <laughs> or 90. Um, but you know what I mean like those all followed the very similar superhero mold this one broke it but still Fast in its superhero ness. So 
I, 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 th- I think this is definitely one that if you are trying to figure out like, Hey, I want to watch something that's a little older. That's still a superhero movie. This is for sure. One that you need to watch. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, it definitely feels like it is more like a modern superhero movie that you find from Marvel these days than the kinds of movies that were similar back in you know in this time. So, it, I think it's kind of like maybe underrepresented or underappreciated as a the real start to the the MCU as we know it today. So this, I think it's an interesting thing to at least consider. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree. It's fun and it's corny. And, it, and if you go into it, knowing you're, you're going to get like a ton of great action and also some great performances and, you know, some shoddy effects. And it definitely is a nineties movie. Um, you know, I think if you go in knowing that, you're going to have a great time. It's a really fun movie. Yes. An excellent, excellent movie. God, I love this. Uh, I love this movie so much. Yeah, and who could blame you? But that's going to do it for us for this week. I hope you enjoyed our Blade episode. Uh, thank you uh, for our theme song, Burton M6. It's an incredible theme song wouldn't you agree it's my favorite part of the show yeah i i I really look forward to hearing it yeah it's it's uh it's fantastic and uh you can check our show notes for a link to his fiverr page if you want to uh also work with him to make some cool music for you if you'd like to get in touch with us or join the discussion around the podcast we're on twitter and instagram at the pop saga um and the pop saga at gmail is how you can reach us by email if that's something that you want to do uh we got a merch shop i think right now it's on t public and uh there should be a cool new pop saga t-shirt going up there uh soon if it's not already up there so check that out and um if you are interested in masters of the universe revelation you can check out our other podcast called dear skeletor it's available on any of those things that you can download podcasts on except for google podcasts for some reason so don't use anything else uh, besides that it should be there i'm seeing the thumbnail now so you know Oh, hooray, finally. Well, there you go. It only took them, uh, what, like three weeks? Anyway. (laughs) Well, with that, uh, we hope that wherever you are out there, however you're listening, that you're happy and healthy, and we'll see you next week. Remember, folks, you'll never catch these efforts at a bad time. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies A couple of nerds, but got style We so cool Pop culture, talking new and old school Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop From the roots, Ty live. Shout out to Feral Munch We giving you what you want It don't get no liver Ain't no doubt we gotcha This is Pop Saga, let's go Oh yeah, you heard right This is a lifestyle Welcome to the nerd life Pop Saga